Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello. Hello. I see you're still wearing the earbuds. You still liking them? They're comfortable after a few weeks? Well, I mean, I, I have taken them out occasionally, but... Um... No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I like them. Um, I hate you sometimes. They they work much better than any other earbuds that I've owned before. Yeah, so. is that true? Yeah. I, uh, I'm back on my wired earbuds my $14 skull candies that I've that I've had for years mostly because I decided that my bluetooth earbuds needed to be washed with my laundry Mm, excellent yes Uh, and apparently that breaks the earbuds so pro tip on occasion (laughs) on occasion yeah no it was no bueno no bueno I actually it's weird though because uh, being on like planes in the last couple weeks going back to the wired earbuds I didn't really notice like it wasn't super inconvenient. Like it was, it was inconvenient when I was walking around the airport, but not inconvenient. Like when I'm just sitting there on a plane and I don't have to have Bluetooth in, on my phone, which means that my phone battery lasts the whole day. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I probably won't buy new ones for a while. It's what I get that. Yeah. It's whatevs. Uh, but I, I have a couple of friends who've gotten the, the ones that you have that we're not naming. The pixel. No. Oh, okay. The, the people. <sighs> you said it. Yeah. The, the pixel people. buds. <laughs> we'll bleep that in post. Don't worry. Just like we did last time, but everyone seems to really like them, so I'm I'm thinking about no. nabbing them. But I, I don't know. I'm also thinking about some over the over the ear Bluetooth, but that kind of defeats the purpose of like the small throat in your backpack and travel with it type thing. So no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that a lot. All right, cool. Is that enough small talk? <laughs> I think we have reached the minimum requirement. Uh, but to answer your question from earlier, oh. um, kombucha. Oh, health aid kombucha. I'm drinking mm-hmm. pomegranate. Pomegranate. I like pomegranate. That's good. I've never, I've never actually uh, drank kombucha. I don't think. I've never given a shot. I, I really enjoy pomegranate because growing up as a kid, when I would walk to elementary school in the early '90s, because this is before people would kidnap children. Apparently, uh, <laughs> no one ever wanted to kidnap you, Chris. Um, there was a there was a, a person on the the way like if I'd walk down the street that had a pomegranate tree in their front yard. Really? And I don't know if we weren't allowed to take them. I assume no, but that didn't ever stop us from taking them. <laughs> and uh, I remember like eating one for the first time. And like, I think a friend of mine tried to bite into it like an idiot. And so we laughed at him pretty hard, um, but we couldn't, we couldn't get them open at first. So we slammed them against the ground and they would shatter into a million pieces or whatever. But someone showed us how to peel it. Like and- That's cool. And, that's uh, real cool, man. Yeah, that's a, neat, that's a neat memory you just shared. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I'm drinking uh, <laughs> Rockstar Pure Ugh. Zero, zero sugar. It's the silver ice. Ugh. I'm not going to turn it sideways so you can see it because that'll pour it all over my keyboard. Um, I get these delivered to me by Amazon. I get a case every three weeks. Ugh. Twelve pack. I can't do. I cannot do energy drinks. I've never really have before, and these. I really, I actually really like the taste of these. These don't have a, the same. I don't know. The only thing I've had, the only other energy drink I've tried, I've had Red Bull, and I think I've tried Monster before, and I never, I never liked it, but I've enjoyed these Rock Stars. So, well, well, <laughs> <laughs> on our next episode of Things That We're Drinking, yeah. I, uh, what do we, uh, what are we here for? Uh, we, we podcast, right? My name's Anthony, and my name is Chris. 
uh, and we are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. We watch and review straight-to-stream science fiction and science fiction-adjacent media. We also apparently talk about uh, whatever we're drinking at the time because we didn't have a planned opening. And so no. we uh, we got desperate at the last second, and here we are. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Someone we asked, he it. actually asked me, hey, what are you drinking? Wait, tell me later. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, and then I started the stream. Yes. Started recording. What what did we watch, Anthony? You tell me. We watched a movie this time. <laughs> we watched the 2018 American-Hungarian science fiction thriller film Beyond White Space. Is, is this the first uh the first Hungarian? This is our first Hungarian American film. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some facts out of the way. As we mentioned, this came, this movie came out in 2018. It was direct to DVD, as it were. It did not have a theatrical release, at least not in America. I watched it on Prime Video because that's you found this. This was your idea, mm. and I'm assuming you also watched it on Prime Video. I did watch it on Prime Video. Yes. Okay. Uh, it is not rated. If I was going to give it a rating, it would, I guess, have to be R uh, because <laughs> of the salty language. And there's also adult content, and then graphic violence. <laughs> no nudity. But yeah, yeah, strong uh, sexual content. I think is yes. what. The, yeah, the they really what they were. did is they filmed one sex scene and they split it into three <laughs> different scenes for no reason, no no real reason. The blurb on this one uh, from Amazon Prime: When a deep space fishing vessel is robbed by a gang of pirates, the captain makes a daring decision to go after a rare and nearly extinct species. His obsession propels them further into space as the crew spins towards mutiny and betrayal. IMDb has a slightly different blurb. Oh, give it to me. The USS Essex. First of all, why Essex after USS? Anyways, the USS Essex is traveling in the furthest reaches of the known universe, capital U, when it encounters a gigantic creature. After pirates steal their cargo and most of their supplies, the crew decides to capture the creature. Spoilers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it, doesn't, so, it doesn't really work it doesn't out. doesn't work out for him. Yeah. It has a 4.5 out of 10 star rating on IMDb with a median of five, garnering 22.1% of the votes. This is a, I mean, it's got a decent spread here around the three to six rating range. Most of them coming in at that four and five. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Average to mediocre. Uh, over on Rotten Tomatoes, it has two reviews, so not <laughs> enough for the tomato meter to kick off. Uh, audience score of 33%. If we decide to create our own tomato meter, we will see uh, is 100% rotten. So 0 or 0%, <laughs> which would be 100% rotten. Accurate. With the top critic saying, good-looking but dumb-witted sci-fi. Metacritic? I couldn't find it on Metacritic, but I didn't TBD, <laughs> based on one critic review. Uh, it's that same review that we just saw on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, or no, it's, it's different. It's got a 30. It's over on uh, LA Times gave it a 30 out of 100. So there you go. Zero user scores. 59% of Google users liked this movie. Interestingly enough, I read a statistic earlier that 59% of Google users are idiots. <laughs> it's very interesting. Very interesting correlation there. So th- those are the facts. Is there, you you chose this. You made me I watch did. this. I did. I would accuse you of seeking revenge, but I think at this point, I don't even know who's up 
we might have to go back through our uh, our episodes and see who picked the most bad movies. That would be an interesting statistic for us to know. I have a feeling that it's me, but uh, but we'll see. It all depends on how you define bad. I I would say two different two different ways. We could take the average IMDb rating over all the things I've suggested and then all of the things you've mm. suggested. Or we could actually look at the verdicts on each episode and see, like, I don't know. We could think sure. about it. We could do a tier list. I don't know. Yeah. I'm spitballing and delaying talking about this film. <laughs> Beyond White Space is the third best. It is the third best film with the word beyond in the title because mm. you have beyond thunderdome and then you have beyond skyline and then you have beyond white space and then you have just beyond or whatever what about what, wasn't there a, a star trek beyond yeah there was there was so this is the fourth best movie <laughs> beyond white space I assume it's better than Beyond. Is that what you're trying to imply? It is. The, it is better than Beyond. <laughs> yes, but most things are. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. So to to give, uh, I'm gonna you 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 sit there for a minute. Okay. This is your this is your idea. So this is what you get. I'm gonna give this movie its due. I'm gonna talk about some good things first. We can see from the ratings that it's it's not rated very well. Uh, you can tell from our reaction already that it it doesn't have any it doesn't have any charm to try to bump those ratings up uh what it does have is some pretty impressive cgi i think this might be the best cgi we've seen in 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 an independent film on the podcast with this the kind of cyberpunk style cityscape and vehicles to the space shots to the monsters they they did a really really good job and on top of that they did a really good job with the practical props and effects along with the cgi and then they did an excellent job with the lighting around the CGI. Like they knew what they had and, and they did really, really well, especially for this coming out in 2018, which feels weird to say, but that was three years ago now, maybe two and a half by the time it came out. But you know, with three years ago that they're doing post-production on this, on this. And yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I was very, very impressed. Okay. Okay. It also on paper is a pretty good idea. It's Moby Dick in space, essentially which is not a bad idea. I'm 100% behind that idea. And unfortunately, that's where all of the good ideas end. Um, <laughs> I haven't met a crew of people that I cared about less since 3022. Okay. I, I just, the characters are bland. They make weird decisions. They, like this whole, this whole movie is a giant example of why you should communicate with your team and why you should hash things out. <laughs> that's it it's just a it's a giant miscommunication after another giant miscommunication the idea of there being uh animals in space that get hunted down by whalers essentially and poachers and whatnot it's awesome it's so cool like the whole idea of white holes and the kind of chinese looking dragon space creature flying through different dimensions and popping up in different places that's so cool that's so cool but if they had just taken one scene i'm talking one scene with the dragon in it and cut it. Let's just cut that. Let's not do anything with that. Let's get that out of the script and take the money we save on the CGI budget there and hire some real actors. We'll get some real, like people who've went to school for acting. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And put them in this movie. I think we'd have a six. I think we'd have a solid six out of 10. Okay. As it is right now, 
this is one of the worst movies I've seen. It's just so like the first 10, 15 minutes is pretty interesting because it's all the, the world building and some cool action scenes. And then it's so, so slow. I mean, this movie, it is only what, 93 minutes. It's not long. It's not long. Not at long at all. It's very short. It's an hour and 30. Yeah. 93 minutes. If you told me, hey, that was a three-hour movie you just watched, I'd be like, yeah, I felt it. I felt every <laughs> second of this stupid, stupid movie. It's just, uh, let's see. It takes place in the year 20. No, it doesn't. It, it starts off by saying 2132 AD, the year of the dragon. And then four minutes later, it's like 24 years later. And I'm like, all right, that is math <laughs> right away. Uh, so we're in the year, what, 2156? Sure. Uh, and then and then like after one action scene it's like three months later and i'm like you didn't have to you could have just jumped in time you didn't have to it could that that second jump meant nothing it meant nothing well it, it did have a purpose but we'll talk about it it had a whatever <laughs> take the money you save by not having to pay a company to put the words three months later on the screen <laughs> and hire some anyways the sets I already mentioned, I really did like the sets. I thought they were great. Like you could tell where the budget went as far as that went. Um, there's a little bit of shake on the automatic doors when they open and close, but that happens in Star Trek too. The undercover cop carrying her badge around her waist, just barely tucked under her shirt. What an idiot. She also gets two back-to-back concussions. Uh, she wakes up from the second concussion alone in the room with the guy who gave her the concussion and is like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, no. What's up? Why are you? What are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> She also, uh, she pulls out her little secret computer and it's like iris scan. And as soon as it says iris scan, she glances away from the screen. <laughs> she looks away from the screen. That. She looks away from the screen during an iris okay. scan and then it like logs her into the computer system. Like, oh good. Yeah, mm. that's, that's good. That's just bad direction at that point. I just, I hated her character so much. We don't know her motivation for being there except for she's sick maybe. Like maybe we don't know what it is. Like she never really conveys it. The pilot says starboard instead of starboard. And I don't know why that upset me so much, but it, it still does. Like I'm, I'm getting I mean, a little upset thinking about it. Isn't that technically how it's spelled? And I, I'm going to end <laughs> my opinions on this film. Yeah. yeah spelling. Hey. By, I want to, I want to make a proposition. I'm going to, I'm going to give you an opinion. Uh, I want to see what you think. If you agree or disagree, and then you can go into the rest of your, uh, your opinion. I think that Captain Richard Bentley, played by Holt McCallany, McCallany, is a worse captain than Omar <laughs> Epps's Captain John Lane from 3022. In this four-part essay, I will let you know why. No. I think this is the worst starship captain that we've had so far. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think I think it's a winner. Captain Lane, Omar couldn't handle the pressure when things happened to him, right? And that made him a very bad captain. Like he handled disaster and decision making horribly. He let he let his one of his engineers become a, a drug addict. <laughs> she decided to become a drug addict. He didn't do anything about it for months. <laughs> captain Bentley causes all of their problems. It's a little bit different. We can break down. We can talk about whatever you want. Please go ahead. A couple things. Firstly, <clears throat> I don't think that's an incorrect statement about him being the worst captain that we've had so far. I, th- I think maybe the one from the time travel movie, uh, the one with the the Prometheus trap. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, I, and she, the only reason why she's a bad captain is because you know she's uh, limited by the information on hand, and so she, she's a bad captain 
in the meta sense. Mm. But, uh, you know, everything about this movie, like, there's a lot of things about this movie that I really like. And it, it's so funny that the parallels to 3022 are just sitting there waiting. Because they're like, yeah. the sets, I agree, they look great. A lot of the CGI looks great. I think the very few action scenes we have aren't terrible. Some of the act, like, I think a lot of the acting problems don't even necessarily come from the actors themselves, in my opinion, as much as so much maybe the choice and the direction. Uh, I just want to point out a singular character. Uh, Dave Sheridan plays a character named Stubinsky, who I think has the best IMDb picture I've ever seen. He has been in over 79 movies. Some of them are still in post-production. And they're all like terrible movies. Yes. Um, the, the only one that I've, I think I've even seen is Scary Movie, where he plays a character named Doofy, who may or may not be playing a very inappropriate representation of a, um, a person with mental illness. May or may not. I'm sorry, not mental illness. Um, developmentally Challenged. And then uh, he's also in The Devil's Rejects, Corky's Romano. Like, so I've seen a bunch of stuff that he's in. Yeah. Every other actor in this movie, they all have a really weird career. Cody Kitchen, who played the cook Batali. By the way, I, I think it was a requirement for every actress in this movie. Like when they went to wardrobe, they're like, we're going to give you a tank top. And it's all yeah. you can wear. She has 14 acting credits. Her first one was in 2005. And then she stars in very, very few things regularly outside of television. No real movies. Zule Hinao, Hino, whoever played, uh, she played Lynn Navarro. She's been in 37 things. Eh, whatever. Yeah. I've never seen any of them. Hostile Part 3 video. I don't I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's a couple episodes of Law and Order, blah, blah, blah. No, she was in The Unusuals. Holt McCollany, probably the most prolific out of all these people. 85 credits. His most famous one being Justice League, Burglar, uncredited. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I think he's the guy that gets beaten up by Batman on the rooftop. Wait, what? Oh. In the, orig- in yeah. the original cut of the Justice League. Well, not the original, yeah, but the, one, yeah. the, the original theatrical cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. couple other things. I don't, like, some of these actors aren't bad. Well. They're just, there's just nothing there. For, for anyone who hasn't seen this film, Beyond White Space... I would liken all of their acting, please don't hate me. I would liken all of their acting to Hayden Christensen's worst performances, his worst bits from Star Wars episodes two and three, where you're not 100% sure it's the actor. It could also be the dialogue and the direction. It's probably a mix of all three. The dialogue in this film is not great. I feel like this film was written by nerds. Like people, like they had this really cool sci-fi idea with this creature and uh, the whole Moby Dick motif and this, yeah. the whole world building is really, really cool and, the, and whatever. But then when it came to be like, well, how does a, how does a girl talk to a guy when she's upset? <laughs> how does a girl talk to another girl when she's <laughs> jealous? How do, how do people in, in different power dynamics interact with one another? Well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I, I just, let's just make something up. Let's just, let's just see what happens. You know, yeah. um, that's the feeling I get. That's what I would relate it to if, if I was trying to explain the acting. I would say that Hayden Christensen's, Hayden Christensen's worst bits. I don't, I wouldn't even go that far. I think there's like, there's just nothing. There's no substance 
There's no umph, and maybe that's the reason why it's. I mean, it's an independent film, yeah. Yeah. Um, just looking at some of the the cast. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not the cast, but the crew. Ken Loxmandy has directed uh, very few things beyond White Space and Key to Arson. One last night music video, but he's the digital artist or visual effects supervisor on over 71 different projects. Tom Clancy, not that Tom Clancy, was the cinematographer for this. Uh, he has been a camera operator and cinematographer in a lot of things, stretching back to 1999. So this is another one of those independent movies with would appear that the cast is or, or the crew is full of industry people that just get together to make a movie. I think you nailed it with your first take. Oh, this movie's biggest problem is the acting. I think if you remade this movie, if you gave it like a full on, I don't even want to say Disney, but like if uh, Lionsgate, right? Lionsgate bought this script and they pumped. 50 60 million dollars into it and you have a, a a crew of decent actors yeah i mean i'm not gonna say it would have been a great movie regardless but i'm gonna say something you're gonna you're absolutely gonna disagree with okay give this movie another 30 minutes <laughs> like uh, if we're gonna if we're want to do an ensemble if you want me to agree with and, and follow along with what these people are doing like there's just so many jumps in logic it's it either needs to add 30 minutes or they need to lose some characters I think some of the editing problems also exist, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that too. But you could have combined the pilot and the cook character, and still, I think it all still would have worked out. Like at the end of the day, the pilot added nothing to the script, except to, I guess to be killed uh, <laughs> near the end. Um, but that would have given, t- but it would have given more screen time to share around everyone. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like it's just trying too hard to be an ensemble. There's too many characters for right. For what's going on. I mean, on the ship, we have the captain, his little brother, the first officer, some other crew member, the engineer, the pilot, the cook, and then the undercover cop who's just, she's pretending to be a different type of government employee, I guess. So there's eight people, and we don't even get to the ship for the first 20 minutes. So out of 93 minutes, really, let's say 90 minutes, because you can take away credits. And it takes us 20 minutes to get there. So we have 70 minutes to split between eight people. We either needed to sideline more characters or get rid of some characters. Well, I think Harpo, the aforementioned crew member, his character either could have been combined with the engineer or the brother. Yeah, the brother. That would have been interesting because that would have put them more at odds. For sure. By the way, I'd, like my biggest, my biggest problem with this movie's plot or the storytelling is when the engineer Stubinsky goes off and he's doing whatever, right? First of all, does this ship not have a camera system? No. Okay, I guess not. B, he's missing. And literally right before he kills somebody, he like vomits up some... um, He's infected by some alien parasites that are... Right, right, right. Yeah. And then uh, Lynn, Miss Navarro, looks at the captain and the first officer and says, this guy's infected. And they're like, cool... Everyone kind of run around the ship on your own. Like, there's no they don't, system. They don't organize like a search party with everybody. Like, why is the cook all by herself in the kitchen? Yeah. Why, why did the pilot go take a shower without an escort? It didn't make any sense. Like at the time, it still makes no sense now. No. I just I didn't understand like any of that. And the editing, like I said earlier, doesn't help. There's multiple times where um, there's a character doing something, and then it cuts to like the outside of the ship and then there's the there's the space dragon and then it cuts back to a, a different character doing something completely different but we've got like a time jump 
Because mm-hmm. the ship is constantly traveling forward. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I just... The the part where you said there's a three-month gap, the three-month gap exists solely for the fact that that guy grabbed the map and then she's been tracking them for three months mm. because he's that's the only ship that's been going out there, which gives us a little bit of conflict between brother and brother where she, he's like, you've been doing this on purpose and you didn't tell any of us kind of thing. Yeah, I, it's always, unfortunately, it's not really good. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted it to really be good. from the description. Like it's and and from the the general ideas it's setting up. I, I don't know because I, I will say like 15 minutes into this movie, I had to pause to go take care of something else in the house, and I was looking forward to watching the rest of it. I really was. I paused it pretty much exactly like 15 or 16 minutes, and I was like, this this thing's setting up some really interesting stuff. Like I'm really intrigued, and then it just didn't like there was no payoff for anything. Yeah, yeah. I I felt every second of 93 minutes. Yeah, I I agree. It was. I don't think it needed any more time. I think it just needed to be. <laughs> I think it needed to be pared down. I think it needed to be edited better. And again, the, the biggest problem with this movie is the acting. Because even it, even if yeah. you kept the amount of characters the same and you just had better actors, I think this movie could have worked. I don't think. I still don't think it would have been great, but it would have worked better with veteran actors who are used to being in an ensemble. Like, All right, let's, let's do say it. this becomes a. Let's say it becomes a big Hollywood production, right? Yeah. Stabinsky, Steve Buscemi. Nah, doesn't, I think no doesn't need the spotlight. Can play a weirdo and has the ability to meld in the back of the cast. And when he gets his own scenes, he steals the show. Okay, um, all right. So first of all, so. let's do this. We're recasting this movie. Let me uh, let me pull up the cast list on IMDb. We'll put that on screen okay. and we'll talk about it. I've I've one rule. Yeah, what's the rule? They could not have. They they cannot have won an Oscar. Oh, I don't That's know who's won rule. an Oscar and who hasn't. <laughs> okay, okay, no rules then. Okay. <laughs> Since you already brought up Stubbs, this is, I actually think that Stabinsky, Stabnitsky, Stubbs, I think Dave Sheridan doesn't get recast. Okay, fair enough. I think, I think that he, I have nothing bad to say about how he, how he acted. The physical acting on his part was fantastic, I thought. He doesn't really have a lot of dialogue um, because he's just kind of sidelined by other characters, which I think is how he's able to, you know, eventually murder a whole bunch of them. Uh, so I, I think he doesn't get recast. Okay. But let's, since you brought him I'll up first, f- we'll do that. I'll give you the next pick. Okay, you, let's you start at the top. The next we'll start with the captain. If you say Omar Epps, I might laugh out loud. I was so close to saying Omar Epps, <laughs> and now you've ruined it. Now you've ruined it. Cal Penn. Okay. I mean, he's he's in his mid-40s. He's a little older than, you know, when he was really popular. I think that he could play the veteran member of the team. I think Cal Penn. Okay. Like you give him the the t- that comedy actor, give him a little bit of depth because this is this is our uh, Ahab, right? This is the guy going after our Moby Dick, the space dragon, Cal Penn. Okay, what do you think? I like Cal Penn. I'm I'm gonna go with some low hanging fruit here. Okay, Zule Hinau play, playing Lynn Navarro, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Wow, oh, that is and the lowest of all the fruits. The best part is they don't even have to change the wardrobe. So <laughs> she did wear Michelle Rodriguez's clothes the whole time. It was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're so I'm just looking at the cast in IMDb. So Dave yeah. Sheridan is next. So we're just going to skip him. I, I yeah, I think uh, we we've had our our bit about Dave Sheridan. Uh, so James Devotee, who played the little brother. Um, I mean, the obvious answer is John Cho, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't think you could. I don't think I could. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't know, uh, little brother. I guess like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be. Oh, here we go. Chris O'Donnell from CSI 
Las Vegas or whatever? <laughs> you mean Robin. Los Angeles? Was it yeah, yeah, Robin? yeah. Yeah. No, NCIS. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, about. NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. He's playing the younger, good, better looking brother, Chris Step O'Donnell. Brother. Step brother. Was it yeah. a stepbrother? <laughs> whatever. Well, Cal Penn is, I believe, a mm. man of East Asian descent. You're right. Uh, <laughs> yes. They were both adopted by their father. Yeah, there we go. After there we go. Now, their father saved them from a ship that was attacked by the dragon that killed their okay. parents. So I'm adding depth to their, their backstory here. Okay. Yeah. Harpo, played by Jocko Sims. Who has, by the way, a pretty extensive filmography. I think he has 40-some-odd. Yeah, 42 acting credits. Yeah. I'm going to go with a bit of a dark horse here. John Cena. Shut up. No, John Cena. If... <sighs> if well, he's supposed to be playing a character that goes out into space and captures a bunch of space creatures, right? Sure. Like, he's supposed to crowd them in. Why would you not want a rough and tumble, Okay. like, big muscular guy? So, for number one, how how dare you whitewash that character? <laughs> number two, obviously the pick is LL Cool J. Well, he, well, well he, would be, he would be who I would replace the cook with. Who, LL Cool J? Yeah, because he was already a cook once in Deep Blue no, Sea. Shut up. <laughs> You're you're bad at this. You're bad at this. Uh, I'm just. I don't know if you. I'm just recasting everybody from the cast of NCS Los Angeles. <laughs> All right, we've got three more characters. Real quick, Cody Kitchen playing Batali, the cook. Go. What's yours? Oh, what's is your, it mine? What's your cast. Yeah. Is that mine? I have no idea. Uh, Daniela <laughs> Rua. You're the one who's bad at this. Is she yeah. also in? It's yeah. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Uh, Mike Genovese playing Hawthorne. Um, can we cast people who were who were alive in 2018? Yes, yes, that you are can. no longer alive now. Okay, hold on. Oh, he's still alive. Uh, Chris Christopherson. Oh, good choice. Good Whistler choice. Whistler from Blade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually man, you're good at this. Tiffany Brower as Ragsland. Uh, that's the pilot. Yes, uh, the character does absolutely nothing. <laughs> contributes nothing to the plot. Has very little dialogue. Uh, literally uh, pilots the ship and then dies. Uh, Natalie Portman. Oh, I thought you were going to say Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> oh, that would also be a great <laughs> understudy. No, Natalie Fun Portman. Fun fact about uh, Tiffany Brewer is in a 2015 episode, Star Trek Continues? Yeah, Star Trek Continues. I don't, yeah. I don't remember that at all. It is a fan-made continuation of the original series. There's like okay. 15-ish episodes, 11 episodes. Oh, uh, we will be reviewing it for R.I.P. Star Trek Day. Okay, <gasps> Marina Sirtis is in here. Yes, yes, she is. There's Christopher some... Duhon. Yep, that's red. Yep, there's some uh, some interesting actors in here. I think I want to say that John Delancey is also in it, but I don't see him in the top cast. I no longer want to watch it. I don't think he's playing Q. I think he like I don't think like just like <laughs> Marina Sirtis isn't playing. <laughs> Her character. Yeah, she plays the computer voice. Interesting. Fair enough. All right, we recast this. See how easy it was. Uh, you just take the cast from NCS Los Angeles. You throw them in here. Done. <laughs> I'm not saying they're great actors. I'm saying they're better actors. <laughs> Literally Simple. anyone else. Literally anyone else. Did you have an idiot of the movie? I mean, it's got to be the captain. Yeah. Captain Bentley. Yeah. I mean, with, literally without question. Um, and I mean, maybe some of the problems that we expressed with um, his behavior kind of... I don't want to say excuse, but kind of like hand wave away some of the problems. Like when I talked about he didn't organize any sort of capture method for Stubinsky's because he's too busy trying to chase the white whale, right? Yeah, yeah. 
but that doesn't that doesn't excuse him from not being a captain anymore. Yes, Captain Ahab is a tragic literary figure, still a terrible captain in retrospect. You know, got his entire yeah. crew killed with the exception of one person. I did find a certain degree of irony in Hawthorne being in the pod when Captain Bentley's father dies mm-hmm. and then being in that spacesuit pod when Captain Bentley dies. It's kind of that was a cool little flashback and then Navarro obviously being Ishmael escaping in the escape pod the life pod cryopod whatever yeah Yeah. just like how ishmael clung to life on that dude's coffin did you ever read that book Uh, i don't think so if i did it was school and it was 20 years ago i read it in fifth grade which was probably way too young for me not necessarily because of the content because i think like a lot of the literary stuff kind of like I didn't understand any of the sim- the symbolism yeah. or any of the re- like the metaphors, and then I read it again yeah. as an adult, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, there's a lot more to this book than I remember." <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I get that. So, how often, well, but yeah, I don't, I can't, I don't know how I could pick anyone but the captain. So we're in agreement there. I mean, maybe, maybe the undercover cop. Uh, well, no, I was gonna say maybe, maybe the actual guy named Ahab, because that is a character. There's a character called Ahab. Because that's what in the subtitles he is credited as Ahab Ron Yuan, who is the um, Asian man sitting in the in the in the restaurant. Oh, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is he is credited as Ahab. Okay. So I mean, he probably should have been in this movie more because he has 171 credits. Yeah, he that that scene (laughs) in the the I guess Chinese restaurant it was pretty good. Yeah, I was really Uh, he's really happy with it. Scorpion in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, some voice acting then. Yeah, a lot of voice acting. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) he's in Saints Row the Third. He plays pedestrian. Nice. (laughs) Nice. But, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, for the most part, not worth the price of subscription. No, not at all. I think. Yeah. If you told me that you you were like, I'm going to get Amazon Prime so I could watch Beyond White Space. I tell you, I found the DVD on eBay for $4. (laughs) So if you really want to watch it. I would tell you that you need to open your door, stick your foot in the jam, and then slam it until you break your foot, and then you will have accomplished more 90 minutes than this movie. You think it'll take 90 minutes to break your own foot? I don't know. I've never broken a bone. I have no idea. Me neither. So Unbreakable right here. Yeah. Me and Bruce Willis. Literally never broken anything. Just a trail of broken hearts. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Who are these people? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so next week we will be reviewing a. You don't know this. I've picked out the next film. Okay. Where where I planned ahead and everything. Oh, am I learning it for the first time now? Yes. Okay. Along with everyone else, I'm okay. posting a link to the movie. It is also on Amazon Prime. It is called Alien Conquest. Oh, I think I've se- I haven't seen it, but I think I've seen this in I. Okay. Sibling astronomers discover Martians are threatening to attack Earth, but no one believes them until Martians land and nearly destroy all of New York City, which is one sentence description. <laughs> this came out in 2021. It's an hour and 27 minutes. And uh, yeah, we'll be watching that uh, on our own over the weekend and we'll be streaming our recording of it Ooh. early next week. Tom so Sizemore's in this. Yes, okay. he is. Yes. Okay. I guess he took a break from his alleged um, drug habit. Wow. Decided to do some that we're discuss. Yes. Yeah, he took a break from... Wow. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll, maybe we can tell after we watch the film if he took a break or not and how long that break was. No joke. Uh, in the meantime, if y'all have any suggestions for anything else we should watch, send them our way. You can email us 
sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the Twitter at sci-fiwiseguys. Message or just tweet at us. Either way works. We love getting suggestions uh, because then we don't have to argue over what to watch. It's true. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate and review on your favorite podcast app. I, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Casts, wherever you're at listening to Shout this. Shout out. Shout out to all those. Uh, statistically speaking, you're probably on your on your Windows PC listening on iTunes, judging from the, <laughs> the statistics that we get. So, but wherever so people you are, at work, people yeah, at work, people at work, not working, not working on podcast, or they just they just have our podcast in the background while they are working. Yeah, and it works out. Yeah. So you want to b roll us out of here? Stay healthy, uh, stay hydrated, and uh, don't chase the dragon. Just let let it go, man. Let it whatever go. that white whale is for you. Reevaluate yeah. your life. Yeah. Don't get your brother, Murped. some pilot, <laughs> yeah. and everyone else in your crew killed, except for the undercover cop that comes on board for some reason. Not really yeah. a member of your crew, so I think your whole crew, yeah, yeah don't get your whole crew killed. Yeah. Nice yeah. job, Bentley. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. What an idiot. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, pretty bad. Oh, we did. We forgot to talk about the song. What song? What was the song that played near the end? Like, just suddenly there's just a woman singing over the ending sequence. Oh, I don't even think I noticed it. I think I turned it off as soon as the credits started rolling. No, it was before the credits. (laughs) I'm saying, like, it was, it played during the credits, but before that, there's a song that plays, like, over everything else as he's being eaten by the whale and, or dragon, and she's putting herself in the cryo tube, yada, yada, yada.